El futuro tiene nada más que la confrontación. You don't even like this show. I'm your host, Adam Todd Brown. I used to host a podcast called Unpopular Opinion, and that podcast was this podcast. But then everyone else in the world decided they liked the name Unpopular Opinion a lot too, so we changed the name to You Don't Even Like This Show. Each week, me and a couple of guests selected from a pool of the absolute sharpest minds the LA entertainment scene has to offer use this here space to talk about whatever the hell we want news pop culture politics information you name it we talk about it and sometimes my co-host jeff may is here too it's a blast you're gonna love it hey everybody welcome to you don't even like this show i'm your host adam todd brown joining me as co-host this week being a real sassy baskets jeff's back Hey, it's me back. I'm back skits. I'm a back skits. Kicking off the new year with Jeff back in the cut. Happy new year to each and every one of you. There Except is, for you. You know who you are. He means you, the listeners. I don't. I hope you are all having a very happy new year. Not all, all the right. listeners, just one listener. Ooh. Oh, yeah. I know who you're talking about. Yeah. I got you. you. Know. Yeah. Yeah. We talked about it earlier. Yeah. Happy New Year, everyone. It's New Year's Day as this goes up. And this is You Don't Even Like This Show, podcast about news, information, politics, facts, figures, guns, bullets, cigarettes, alcohol, sports, non-sports, sports, non-sports, life, non-life. Jeff, Adams. We do whatever the fuck we want around these parts. 2024s, 2023s, who knows? Which who can tell the who can tell the difference? You know, Yesterday I'm still writing 2023 on my checks. <laughs> I love that joke because you're not writing checks. I saw a woman write a check the other day, and I was like, "Are did I step into a fucking time machine? I don't care yeah. how old you are." Okay, now. where was this? It was, was it for at, mail because that's the only way I'd accept that. <laughs> no, it was at a Smart and Final grocery store. Something tells me she's more final than smart. If you know what I'm saying. Yeah, it's probably it, like a way smarter way to do it when you're actually like keeping track of the amount of money you say instead of just tapping a card like my dipshit ass. Oh, sure, sure. Money's not real. Bing. <laughs> yeah, I have like, taken. Hold on, let me write in my ledger what I'm doing here so I don't lose everything. And I'm like, I'm going to die in two years. Who cares? I have taken to using like a check register kind of app on my phone to track shit like that. And it does help. But yeah, we're not here to talk about people writing checks, or I guess we are, because we're talking about local news, and that was local news. You know what, Adam? You know uh, what also can help? The police. Oh, the police help in so many situations. They're so helpful. They are so helpful. All cops are helpful. A-cat. Are brilliant. <laughs> yeah. All cops are bros. Mm. Except this former South Carolina state trooper who was arrested for intentionally biting a two-year-old girl on the cheek this leaves i think we're going to create more questions than we have answers with this section yeah because there's there's things you want to know right away like what happened yeah like excuse me and we just told you all we know about what happened i don't know yeah. if this was his kid i don't know if he was babysitting i don't know was if it was a traffic stop also, we don't know what kind of bite it was. 
Yes. Like that's the other part too, where it's like, all right, we're talking like missing cheek meat now, or are we talking like, like, yeah, just a little higher, little kitten like around thing, or like your, like your cat. We don't you know. Yeah, yeah. There's, we can assume that he's a cop, so not great. We know it's a cop. Former South Carolina state trooper named Jesse Brassel, twenty three. Did you look at this kid? He looks like he's about fourteen. Yeah, he not only does he look about fourteen, but if you say former state trooper and then twenty three, there's a lot going on there too. Because yeah. if you become a state trooper, you're like twenty two. I like when I see a picture of a cop and I feel like I can kick their ass and it's not a woman. Like, I feel yeah. like I could probably take Jesse. He looks like a little punk. Bite your fucking cheek off, bro. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, no, that's it. This is a very, like, I don't know. You're not, you didn't watch wrestling, but I remember there was this Royal Rumble where one of the Bushwhackers got in and he was immediately thrown out. <laughs> like, he was just walked out and tossed over the rope. It was very funny. This kind of feels like his career where he like gets into being a cop and then on the way of being a cop just is immediately removed from being a cop. Yeah. And they're also playing really fast and loose with that former South Carolina state trooper thing, because that sort of implies that he wasn't a state trooper when this happened. And oh, no, this happened in September. He just resigned like last week, like literally like six days ago as we record this. Uh, but well, I mean, as this goes up, it'll be a few more weeks. He resigned in December. And so, yeah, like, yeah, I, I feel like a lot we of, need to follow up on this. We do. I feel like a lot of union energy kept him in for October and November. It had to be right. Those unions, man, that boy, do they not. Whew. Is there body cam footage of this? Right. For the baby, actually. <laughs> yeah. Baby was wearing a body cam. Put a, put a baby cam on the body. You have to do that in South Carolina. Baby cam. Who bites the bite men, Adam? You know, <laughs> that's really the big question starting our 2024 off, right? Yeah, I wanted to bring this story just so everyone could wonder about it like we will. Yeah, like, this is this is gonna make you ponder the ponder the cube, so to speak, you know, like ponder the sphere of this information. Biting any person is such an extreme reaction, and it usually to me speaks to like oh, well, I'm in a headlock right now. And the only way I know to get out of it is to give this arm a little chomp. Like, chomp. was he getting choked out by this two-year-old? This kid was kicking his ass. Just fucking strangling him with two just, bare hands. Just Holyfield beating his ass. He only had one option. <laughs> Straddling him and he still can't get up. Just God, Tyson yeah. bites. Just <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is like child's play shit. Like he got attacked by Chucky. I love it. I mean, and he lost clearly. Yeah. He yeah. Won that battle. Yeah. He may have won the battle. <laughs> I don't get it. It's, it's battle, Jeff. That's not how you pronounce that. Yeah. Up. Once you, once you're biting, you are losing that fight though. That's absolutely yep. the thing. Like, Cause now all your boys don't respect you. Yeah. All the other cops are like, he's bitch made. <laughs> Couldn't just knock that kid out. Yeah. Just punch it. His cops, all his cop friends were like that gif of all the, the cool black guys being like, oh, and then the one guy falling over. It's like that, but a lot of cops after they saw him take the bite and they were like, you fucking loser. Crazy. Man. Hey, let's keep talking about cops for a minute, shall we? Let's talk about police. They serve, they protect. That let's we know. Put that cop, down. Let's talk about you yeah. and me. Let's talk about doing hate crimes in your <laughs> SUV. So speaking of stories that involve a lot of unanswered questions, there's also this incident that just happened in St. Louis. 
You sent me this story. I had not heard about it. Is this blowing up on the social medias? It is blown up on the social media. It's very specifically our friend Chris Ward, who uh, we stayed oh, with uh, in St. Louis. He, I believe, knows this these people. He may frequent this bar. I'm not 100% sure his relation to this, but like this has been his social media presence for the past few days. So I've seen a lot of it. So I've been reading about it. And holy shit. It is weird as fuck. Basically... It seems like multiple cops were in this SUV that was involved in an accident where it crashed into a bar. And somehow that ended with the owner of the bar being arrested. And originally charged with a felony. Yes. And a few important details here. Gay bar. The owners lived upstairs. Married couple. Chad Morris and James Pence. Probably no relation, but I hope so. I really do hope so. Yeah, I hope Mike Pence has several gay kids. And they admit that they were a little angry upon waking up to find that an SUV had crashed into their livelihood, as one probably would be. But they say their anger never turned into physical confrontation of any point. But nevertheless, Chad Morris was arrested for allegedly shoving a cop during their interaction. Jeff, do you believe the cops? Boy, don't I. Um... There's interesting information in there. So he's charged with felony assault of an officer, which they are now saying they're bringing down to a misdemeanor, which their lawyers are like, nope, absolutely not. Um, Because the owner, Chad, was filming with his he was filming the entire scene, you know, for things like insurance. Sure. And probably to roast the cops on social media for obvious reasons and to probably have a GoFundMe going to keep this fucking place alive. Yeah. The cops, basically the way he says it is like the cops like came at him. He put his hand up and that's when they arrested him for assault. That's saying that they, that he hit them. St. Louis police. I don't know if you're familiar with them. (laughs) They kind of goofed one of our comedy shows uh, by doing a, by doing some hate crimes. Yeah. killing, Killing some people. Worst, worst part of that whole thing was that it inconvenienced our comedy show. Huge tragedy there. Yeah. Um, Yeah. St. Louis PD has a history. That's for sure. But you did point out their last tweet is that they just got certified for some like public safety award. They sure did. (laughs) And the replies on that one are delightful. If you guys want to check that one out, go for it. I'm sure that tweet is still up there. If they haven't changed their Twitter account to private at this point in time. Um, couple of things to know about this. They did release street cam footage because originally the cops said they swerved to not hit a dog. Well, they showed the footage. No dog. This car is just driving and then it just careens off to the left. It like veers to the left. It's not like a gradual turn. It is a veer that they just right in through there. It is. And like it, it clearly was some sort of there had to have been some form of chemical imbalance in the driver. Something had whether it's happened. drugs or whether it's like they were somehow like overly exhausted or something. But reality, it was probably like alcohol and cocaine. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Either that or they fell asleep, combination of all that. Whatever the case, there's also surveillance footage of the SUV running a red light, which that's pretty damning. Good times. Yeah, that speaks to reckless driving that happened even before they ran into a building. So what was going on then 
that maybe they thought the building was a red light. Yeah, maybe. And the police have body cam footage. Which, oh, great. So now we can see what happened and we can. Yeah, that should clear that. everything up. But no, Jeff, what you don't understand is that's evidence in the case against Chad Morris. So we can't see it. The article we'll link to, they even interview like a former sheriff who's like, yeah, man, if you got the body cam footage and you didn't do anything, just release it. Like sometimes body cam footage helps police. It doesn't, it's not meant to always hurt cops. Like if the body cam footage shows what they say, just fucking release it and prove it. As of release of this episode, I'm going to gamble that they have conveniently lost the body cam footage. Yeah, there is there is a little gap between when this goes up and when we're recording it. Should we should we put a wager? We have a we have nine days. We have a nine day gap, right? Yeah. From from when this goes up. So I'm going to say that there is some form of complications with the body cam footage. I could see that. But the police, I don't know. I'm about to say this like it would be weird for the police to change their story. But they do seem to imply that the body cam footage backs up their story, which would imply they've seen the body cam footage. But I still, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if it disappeared, like accidentally got deleted or something. Or maybe it'll come out and this cop will be brought to justice. Or exonerated. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he'll be exonerated anyway. (laughs) Yeah, like nothing's going to happen. No, no, no. If you think a St. Louis cop is going to go down for doing some form of passive hate crime, you got another thing coming. Yeah. So, yeah, that's that's a pretty wild story. He No breathalyzer, no toxicology. They did not like which you're supposed to do. If you're a forklift operator and you break something, you get a toxicology test. Yeah. Like if you are ever on the job and you get into an accident, you get a toxicology test. You sure do. I worked at a fucking drug store where someone fell off a fucking ladder and had to take a drug test. And yet somehow the police don't have to. That's so strange. Yeah, that is so weird. It's so weird that they seem like they're above the law, I guess is the phrase. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Is that what they are? Are they above the law? Is that what they think? That's so fascinating. It does seem to think they, it seems like they think there's a line, Jeff, and that yeah. they're above it. And then everyone else is below it. I don't know what color. A large, a big black line. Like I, yeah. Big, I think it's like the large purple line, something like that. Like they call it a fat, fat black line. <laughs> yeah. More like a fat white line. If you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> also, here's how we know the footage exists. Because the spokesperson for the St. Louis PD does confirm that someone, but definitely not one of the cops, Jeff, shouts a homophobic slur at the owners of the bar. Did somebody else crash their car into the bar? Like, who else would it be if not one? The bar was closing up. Like, It was closed. They were upstairs asleep. Yeah, one of them was cleaning the bar up, like finishing all all that stuff. Yeah. And... So yeah, like did one of them shout it? Probably not. Who was who please St. Louis PD representative, please tell us who the phantom homophobe is here. Yeah, they just need time to alter the video so it sounds like a child's voice. They're like, yeah. see, that's not a cop. Yeah, like and that kid says something, we're gonna bite its fucking cheek right off. <laughs> We've got your back. Like Marv Albert. He really just recovered from that, huh? He recovered really well. Like, is that the best recovery in in celebrity scandal history, maybe? 
There's that or Elvis Costello calling Ray Charles the N-word in the 70s and then recording an album with the Roots in the 2000s. True. Yeah. Marv Albert got faster. Well, nobody cared about the Elvis Costello thing. So there's that. But it also wasn't like in the 70s. It's just there was no internet. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It wasn't news the way Marv Albert wearing, you know, women's underwear and biting a woman. (laughs) It's a very (laughs) weird story. Yeah. In a non-consensual way. You know, it's consensual. Fucking go to town, Marv. Like go downtown, Marv. Hey, everybody. This is Adam, host of the podcast you're about to listen to right now. Just a heads up that the official shirt of the You Don't Even Like This Show podcast, the You Don't Even Like This Shirt shirt, is available again in our online store for a very limited time. For the next seven days, they are available for pre-sale and they're on sale. Just go to youdontshow.link slash store and buy one. The discount is applied automatically at checkout. It's so easy. Get yours today. Again, that's you don't show dot link slash store. And thanks. We love you. Let's get to the show. And hey, it's fitting that we're talking about Marv Albert leading into this next story. Ex-NBA player Chance Comanche recently confessed to strangling a woman in Las Vegas. Let's get it out of the way right away. Undeniably cool name. Yeah, that is a, that's a rapper name. Yeah. Uh, that is absolutely like that. That's a, he has sick beats. He is a, a SoundCloud rapper in a very good way. And now that name is off the table forever as far as entertainment names go, because this isn't like one of them, one of them cool murders. Like this isn't, Scarface. This isn't like some some cool gangland shit that they made movies about. This guy, this is pretty fucking heinous. Like this has this has her Aaron Hernandez but dirtier energy to it. Yeah, yeah, very much. More hands-on than Aaron Hernandez. Yes. So Chance Comanche, he admitted to conspiring with his girlfriend to strangle a woman to death in Las Vegas earlier this month. Actually, it was earlier in December. You people get it. We're working on We're working in the future here. (laughs) He told Las Vegas PD that he conspired with his 19-year-old girlfriend, Sakari Harnden, to kill a woman named Morena Rogers in the early morning hours of December 6th, 2023. She has a one-of-one tattoo on her neck. Oh, Sakari Harnden? Yes. That tracks. Comanche was 27. Briefly played for the Sacramento Kings and the Portland Trailblazers in the NBA. For 20 days total. Yes. But at the time of the incident, which means he still made way more than your average WNBA player last year. Absolutely. We we broke down the numbers once. At the time of the incident, though, he was playing for the Stockton Kings. Stockton is always a scary name to have in the beginning of anything. Yeah, I'm surprised there's a professional sports team in Stockton that doesn't involve guns. It does. That's what the G in G League stands for. <laughs> the G is like the classic hip hop phrasing of G. Yeah, exactly. It's G- the OG League. Yeah, the G Unit League. He was in Las Vegas for a game and just like played, went and committed this murder, and then 
just hopped on the team bus the next morning. Like what? that's no. what you sh- yeah, like what that's are you gonna smart. do? Just spend an extra day? Hold on, yeah. I need to I need to weaken my alibi real quick. Yeah, the article's really long. I'll link to it. It's on the LA Times. I encourage people to read it. There's lots of details we won't get to here, like the text messages, which criminals, come on. Guys, have code for your emojis. Christ. Yeah, yeah. Don't text a gun coffin rope emoji in the midst of your murder planning. Yeah, like man. Do like pizza and, and balloons or some shit. <laughs> like it's that's a classic mistake. Like, I don't know how criminals in 2K23 are still texting back and forth about their plans on their own phones. Like that's just how they their- got Napoleon, dude. <laughs> I always forget that. And apparently this happened because Comanche's girlfriend and the woman they killed, one, had a dispute over a Rolex watch, and two, Morena Rogers had told people that Harnden had talked to police about her boyfriend's involvement in a murder that he was eventually convicted of committing. So which boyfriend was it? It was Harnden's boyfriend. I do but believe Chase Comanche said that that was also his girlfriend. Look, okay, okay. I guess there's also confusing phrasing in there because this is important to say that they're both sex workers. Yes. Yes. There's and that. you know, obviously, you know, sex workers work and all that. I understand that what we're getting at too is like the phrase boyfriend could have very loose meanings at this point in time. Yes. Cause like this is Chase's girlfriend, but then she also talked about like a different boyfriend that she like covered a murder for. Yeah. Well, she talked to it seems like she talked to the police about that boyfriend's involvement in that murder. So I, I get the sense that Morena Rogers was telling people that Sakari Harnden was kind of a snitch. She got real Lady Macbeth energy here. Yeah. Yeah. Sakari, it's, come on, cut it out. It's it's pretty wild. I, I'm going to go out on a limb and say that while I do not think that Mr. Comanche is a very good person, I, I think murder is probably it's pretty low on my priority list of things that I want my friends to do. She doesn't seem like a good influence either. No, no, definitely not. But if he's going to be that willing to commit a murder, he was ready to commit a murder. Yeah, for sure. And at first they tried to pay someone $3,000 to kill her, which I don't doubt that there's people that would do it for that low, but... Man, you get what you pay for. Come on. Any local comic would have done it for $3,000. <laughs> That's true. And a drink but, ticket. But they would have fucked it up, too. Yeah, they, yeah. they would have said something racist at a family <laughs> while they were doing the murder. Yeah. So they weren't able to find someone to do it for $3,000. So then they decided to do it themselves. And they start texting back and forth. He's like, I'll do it from the backseat of the car, just like in the movies. That is such an American spirit, though, you know, the real DIY energy there. Yeah. Yeah. They pulled themselves up from their bootstraps. That's the next Home Depot commercial (laughs) about buying wire and shit. Yeah. (laughs) It's buying wire and cement. Nylon rope and fucking bags of lime. Saws. Yeah. We got it at the Home Depot. (laughs) You have that DIY spirit. And yeah, apparently these two were still friendly enough that... Harnden just reached out to Rogers and was like, hey, you want to do this date with me? This guy is a trick who likes tying women up and having sex with them. And so apparently they were still friendly enough that Morena Rogers was like, sure, 
Of course, that's what we do. Of course, I will join you in that. Yeah. And so she gets to the scene and just lets Comanche tie her up because she thinks that's just what they're there for. But also, apparently, it was in a car. Whatever. I'm sure she's done weirder stuff for less money. Probably. Although not weirder than getting murdered. Right. Right. Because, yeah, after he ties her up, he then, like you see in the movies, strangles her from behind with an HDMI cable, which, hmm. I mean, in, in terms of durability, not. Yeah, I guess any port in a storm. Yeah. Unless she had wire cutters, though. It seems like it's going to leave way more fingerprints than like a rope might or something, but. Yeah, but you're not going to get his fibers. The fibers are inside, you know? Oh, that's true. Fiber optic. And then after that, Sakari Harnden strangled her with her hands for a little bit. And then, there it is. Get those prints right in there. Yeah. And then they just like dumped her body somewhere and tossed, covered it with like debris. And literally figured. snitches got stitches and ended up in ditches. Yeah. And I guess they just assumed no one was going to ask them any questions about that anymore. And no, police immediately headed to Stockton, California. And we're like, hey, did you fucking murder someone in Vegas? And Chance Comanche was like, yeah. I did. Nah, you got me. You got me. No, oh, is charged. Well, not that. Not not that phrase. Oh shit! I shouldn't have said it that way. Um, yeah, he he confessed pretty much right away. Which God, that's crazy. I I'm always it always blows my mind when someone with like that much opportunity does some shit like that. I like, mean, what do you, do? you know, he didn't make it in either team. He couldn't stay on the Kings. Yeah, I mean, he was still making that G league money. Like those, those 10 day call those 10 day call-ups are actually pretty fucking lucrative. Cause you get paid a prorated amount of the NBA base salary and the NBA base salary is millions of dollars. So G league players who get called up for 10 days do in a lot of cases make more than WNBA players, which is fucked up. So yeah. Get that Rolex know. back though. Yeah. Did they get the Rolex back at least? That's the important part. I don't know. Well, you know what they say in Vegas. It's all about chance. <laughs> I get it. I get what you, I get that because his name was chance. I'm back. All right. Let's talk about Oklahoma a little bit. Oklahoma. It's the best state. Nothing but good stuff happening in Oklahoma. So much good stuff. An Oklahoma man was released from prison at the age of 71. Oh, uh, oh, oh, what? What? That's, I mean, this story is a real roller coaster of emotions. On the one hand, hooray. Glenn Simmons, 71, released from prison after being exonerated for a crime he did not commit. So that's good. Yeah. But there sure is a bummer here because you might be thinking, wow, 71, that's pretty old to go to prison. When did he commit this crime? The 90s? The 2000s? Nah, 1970s. This man has he actually never committed the crime. <laughs> also that, yes. This man has been in prison for 48 years. For a crime he did not commit. There was evidence in the case that should have been made available to his defense team. Never was. And so he went to prison for a murder he did not do. And those 48 years make him the longest imprisoned U.S. inmate to be exonerated. This is a quote. It's a lesson in resilience and tenacity. Don't let anybody tell you it can't happen because it really can. That is Glenn Simmons talking about being exonerated. 
That is Kevin Garnett winning a championship. <laughs> and so this is pretty upbeat so far. Anything is possible. Yeah, he's out of prison. Like, never give he's up. Probably going to fucking, we're talking deep, deep seven figures on this one, I'm thinking. Oh, Jeff. They got, they owe, I bet they owe him a lot of money for, for purposefully keeping him in jail for nearly 50 years and stealing his life. Oh, they sure do, Jeff. He is eligible for up to go on $175,000 from the state. Here's the thing that is over, okay, over $3,600 per year of incarceration. Argue with that. Okay. When you add in the free room and board, Jeff. If I was him, I would do a murder now. <laughs> kind of, yeah. Yeah. And I would 100. Like, that's insane. We'll put it this way. I won more than that over a weekend. <laughs> and all I had to do was spend it in Albuquerque. Which, which you know, that's pretty. To your harrowing. credit, that is pretty harrowing also. <clears throat> that's insane. It is insane. And it gets worse. He also won't get that for a few years at least if he gets it at all the state will probably fight it in some way and again it's up to 175,000 we should kill the state of oklahoma <laughs> jesus christ in the meantime he is living off of gofundme donations and he super duper needs them because he was diagnosed with cancer shortly after being released from prison Oh, that's so great. That was their little uh their little gift. Yeah, yeah. They gave him. So Here's obviously this was an old white man that <laughs> was uh mischarged, right? Like this is a real Shawshank. He's Andy from Andy from Shawshank, right? The only surprise is that it's not a Native American person. So true, true. Black guy. Yeah, because Oklahoma. Oh, he's a black guy. Oh, oh, a black guy was wrongfully convicted. Oh, okay. Well in Oklahoma, go figure. Get out of town. Nuts. Yeah. Racially just Oklahoma. <laughs> And here's the thing. I've said this a million times before, and I will say it again. The people responsible for withholding that evidence, if they're still alive, they should be on trial now. That like, should be a felony. Yeah, like they ruined that man's life. They killed him. I think one of the things that we have learned, especially in the prevalence of true crime, crime documentaries, is that the justice system is a game. And... A lot of the people that play that game just go home when they're done playing. Yeah. There is no thought to the after effects of that game. Some are great. Some are not. Some are wonderful. Some really push themselves forward and do what's right. A lot of them are just like, made my money, going home, going to fuck my mistress. I saw a fucking Instagram reel. It was a judge, and he was sitting in his car eating, and the caption just said, me eating lunch after realizing I sentenced a man to death because I was hangry. And it's like, here's the thing, fuck face. Don't joke about that. Fuck you. Yeah. Fuck you. Like, even if that's a joke, fuck you. Like, you should lose your goddamn job for that. I hope he got food poisoning from whatever he ate in his goddamn car. I hope he was that judge that the Joker blew up in the dark night. Yeah. Any, any number of things. I hope he broke his ankle in the shower that morning. Fuck him. Ugh. God damn it. Hey, let's talk about some good news out of Oklahoma, though. Heck yeah, let's do it. The U.S. Senate on Tuesday confirmed the first Native American woman to serve as a federal judge for the state of Oklahoma. Is this from a story from like 30 years ago? Or Yeah, no rush at all, Oklahoma. 
But I Oklahoma mean, Oklahoma is okay. <laughs> get it? I get it. Oklahoma is okay. Postal code. And here's the thing. It's not like Oklahoma has a huge native population that has deserved representation of this nature for like a million years now. So yeah, no rush. They got around to it when they could get around to it. You know, Sarah Hill is the judge's name. Republicans. This is the most Republican shit ever. They were up in arms because in her previous job, she was attorney general for the Cherokee Nation. And their concern is, well, her loyalties are going to lie to the Cherokee Nation and not to the United States of America. Do you know justice is not the way you guys do it, right? Not only that, but her job as attorney general of Cherokee Nation, prosecutor. So it's not like. Yeah. Like Kamala Harris of uh, the Cherokee Nation here. Like big picture, she and America are kind of on the same side. Yeah. When it comes to treating Native Americans. So it's such an insane argument for Republicans in the first place. But also, shut the fuck up. That's to all Republicans in Oklahoma and across the world. Yeah. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. Go jerk off a first date in a musical full of kids. Yeah. (laughs) I loved when that, when the Lauren Boebert thing happened and people were like, we're not going to slut shame her. Like, can we sex crime shame her? Yeah. Is that not a thing? That is illegal. That's what eventually killed Pee Wee Herman. Yeah. Being arrested for jerking off in a movie theater. They really did pull the rug out from under him, huh? Yeah. He came back though. It was like 12 years later. (laughs) Sure. But like, and after finally people were like, yeah, I guess if you're going to jerk off, that's the place to do it. <laughs> Probably if you got to jerk off in public, Fred, like we, we were, we went, Pee Wee went through that whole ordeal so that Fred Willard could just get away with it. <laughs> right. And good for him. In a, in the age of internet porn, <laughs> Fred Willard still did go into a porno theater. That's insane. That is so insane. Oof. At least he mm. doesn't have a wholesome image that he was trying to. <laughs> So Sarah Hill joins a very small handful of Native Americans who've been appointed to lifetime judicial positions in U.S. history. Judish, bro. So go figure, you know. Well, hello, everybody. This is Adam, host of this podcast. Are you wishing you could get this show without annoying ads like this one? Or... Maybe you're wishing you had a few extra bonus episodes to listen to each month, and maybe also without ads. Those are dreams that can absolutely come true. Just head to youdon'tpod.supercast.com and pick from one of several subscription options. Case in point, you can subscribe to a bundle that includes ad-free episodes of You Don't Even Like This Show, along with four bonus episodes each month, outtakes, 69 Minutes, which is our call-in and listener voicemail show, and two episodes of ListCast, all available only to subscribers. And even better, that bundle also includes absurdly early access to new episodes of You Don't Even Like Sports and You Don't Even Like This Band. Like, seriously, you get them months earlier than anyone else. And even better, if you just love everything we do across the board... We have a bunch of options that get you all of our shows for one low price. We even have lifetime subscription options. The possibilities are endless. I mean, not really, but you get it. Anyway, 
Again, that's youdon'tpod.supercast.com. Subscribe now and never listen to me sell you anything again. And even if you don't subscribe, please know we love you all the same. Thanks. Let's get back to the show. All right. More Native American news. All right. Finally. It's weird that this next story even happened because racism isn't real anymore. No, 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 no. But I mean, especially not in the more progressive states. Yeah, we're living in a post-racial world where states like South Dakota, you expect, are going to be very progressive. At the forefront of progressivism right there. (laughs) A South Dakota hotel has apologized after one of its owners attempted to ban Native Americans from the premises. This was the Grand Gateway Hotel in Rapid City. It always blows my mind that there are people out there who still think you can just do this and no one's going to say anything or get mad. Old. I mean, who's their, who's their governor? Um, is it still Mike Rounds, bitch ass? Uh, um, oh, no, be- it's, uh, uh, fucking Chris, Chris, Nome, right? Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 She's a huge piece of shit. So oh, she it, sure is. She's a little fucking smoke show though. It's one of those things where it's like, yeah, I guess it's like an, I learned it from watching you scenario. Like racists feel embrazened when they are seeing racists in power. Yeah. But also having lived in South Dakota, this predates Christy Nome. Like yeah. the attitude among a lot of people in South Dakota, as it relates to native Americans is what do they have to complain about? We gave them all this land. And I got to tell you they're <laughs> currently they're, their booking fees are very low right now. <laughs> <laughs> I bet. Adam, we can stay there for like $30 a night. And I, it's a pretty good looking, at least from the outside hotel. Let's go pod there. We'll check out Mount Rushmore. We, we should. We can interview the management. <laughs> oh, there's like a water slide. into. Look, Adam, this place looks delightful. <laughs> I don't doubt it. I don't doubt it one bit. 3.5 out of 5 stars on TripAdvisor. And that's after being caught being racist. <laughs> And what's crazy is this is all in response to a shooting that happened in Rapid City. And like, I haven't checked the stats, but I guarantee that's not a huge problem in Rapid City. I mean, gun violence, big picture, is a huge problem for all of us everywhere. But I guarantee you, Rapid City is not the wild, wild west that this woman wants to make it out to be. But there was a shooting and she wrote an email to local hotel owners last year after that shooting saying she quote, really did not want to allow natives on property. And that the problem is we do not know the nice ones from the bad natives. Yeesh. Ma'am, you're a bad person, but you have every right to have that thought. What you don't have the right to do. (laughs) Yeah. What you never say that out loud or to do it. You're not supposed to do it. If you're going to think it by being a huge piece of shit, look, we can't be the thought police. If you're going to be a racist, right? you have to just seethe about being a racist. That's what racists have been be, have been seething for like a couple decades. And then all of a sudden they got, they stopped seething and they started acting. And this is a huge issue. Yes. And here's the thing. You can even send the email. Just buckle up for the consequences, obviously. Like she sends this email saying, you know, We can't tell the nice ones from the bad ones. Like, holy fuck, lady. But then 
she took to social media later, hopped on what I'm assuming was the Grand Gateway Hotel social media page and said, we will no longer allow any Native Americans on our property. Did we say her name? Because we absolutely should. Connie Yuri. Connie. Of the Grand Gateway Hotel. And Connie, 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 what are you doing? So the Department of Justice filed a discrimination lawsuit almost immediately after she posted that on the website, as you would expect. Under the settlement that was reached, Yuri cannot serve as an officer or director of the hotel parent company, Retzel Corp. So it kind of sounds like she's still going to get paid, but just for not working. She looks like Marge Schott, the old racist red zoner. (laughs) Like that doesn't surprise me. Like I'm looking her up and woof fucking woof. Like do a quick little cursory Google search and find that uh, pledge. The picture of her with the can of pledge. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's the first thing that pops up. This is a woman that looks like she would send that email. Oh, absolutely. And so, yeah, she sends the email. She posts on the social media page. Department of Justice gets involved. There's a settlement. And now it does, from the way it's worded, it seemed like she's still co-owner. She just can't serve as an officer or director of the hotel parent company. But sure. I get like, yeah. Here's the thing is like, I hear this a lot. I've had this thought recently. Everybody's like, well, karma will come for them. Most of the time, though, that is not the case. No. Bad people have consequences. That's not karma. That is bad people put things out there and whatever. When you think about like when they're like, oh, karma's going to get them. It's like, yeah, how did Kissinger die? Yeah. Peacefully like, in his fucking sleep. Like, he you think Trump's going to die in jail? No. Like, like awful, evil, ugly people are going to, if they're powerful enough or rich enough, they're going to die happy, surrounded by their loved ones. Like there is, and there's no, and if you believe in spiritual karma, okay, (laughs) sure. Be happy knowing that that person who died pleased with their life is in fake hell, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. Now Retzel Corp has to release a statement. Ugh. Here, here's what it said. This is also part of the settlement agreement. We deeply regret the pain or harm Ms. Yuri's statements have caused within our Native American community. We want to make clear that we welcome all Native Americans to the Grand Gateway Hotel. End quote. For the record, the hotel is still facing at least one other discrimination lawsuit regarding their treatment of Native Americans. They stole that land to build their hotel. That's very true, among other things. It's so, so crazy that that lady, I love that the picture of her is like lemon pledging a reporter's camera. <laughs> yeah. Guys, you definitely want to look that up. It's Yuri, U-H-R-E. Yeah, Connie Yuri. Or, uh, yeah, Yuri, U-H-R-E, Connie Yuri. Look it up. It's the, the, the picture is just a delight. It's the way to start your 2024, if I'm being honest. Yeah, yeah. It looks like what you expect. All right, Jeff, let's talk about Joe Biden. Adam. Let's talk about Joe Biden. He took a trip to Wisconsin to talk to black business leaders recently, trying to shore up some support. Going to get some of that good old Wisconsin Jack cheese, Jack. (laughs) Yeah. You know, drum up support among black voters. Tell them the corn pop story. Things like that. Hey, and if you don't vote for me, you're not black. (laughs) That's a thing he really said, everybody. Can't say that. (laughs) Oh, man. He... Took some time out while he was there to criticize Trump's recent comments about how 
immigrants are poisoning the blood of America. And here's the thing. Sure, that is vile language that absolutely deserves to be criticized. This is in no way a defense of Trump. I hope Trump, several things, I hope for Donald Trump in 2024, none of them good. But Joe Biden also has not been the best ally for immigrants and asylum seekers recently either. The short version of what happened is Joe Biden sent his most recent request for aid for Ukraine, hoping that Republicans would sign off on it. And to sweeten the deal for the right-wingers among the Republican establishment, which is all of them, he decided to kowtow to their interests by including a request for extra money for security at the border. Just like a little nudge, nudge, wink, wink to say, hey, Jack, Jack. I get it. I'm reaching across the aisle. Hey, help us help the whites and we'll unhelp the browns. You know what I'm saying, Jack? And he looks like a mummy. I'm sorry, but why why are we all doing this farce? Like, (laughs) vote for the vice president this time around, folks. Like, that's who you're going to want to be voting for. Pretty much, yeah. And he looks embalmed. He does. He does. The assumption here was that Republicans would see that as him, like, reaching across the aisle and be like, oh, sure, that was nice of you. Of course, we'll approve your Ukraine aid. But these motherfuckers don't think that way. They're not going to be like, Oh, that's reasonable. They're going to be like, how can we make this unreasonable? Yeah, that was there was a a long, not a long, it feels like forever ago where somebody was like, the Democrats are complaining that the Republicans aren't playing the game by the rules while the Republicans are burning the house down where you're playing the game. Like they don't, there is no like civility in this anymore. And in this case, all it did was make Republicans realize, oh, The border is like on the table when it comes to negotiating aid for Ukraine. And now they're like, how about a wall? I think maybe we should just build a wall. And like, this is how Democrat Joe Biden will end up going down in history as the president who built the wall. I mean, yeah, yeah. There's going to be a couple things that he's going to accidentally be known for. Like, (laughs) hey, you guys remember Palestine? You guys remember there used to be people that lived there called Palestinians. Yeah, remember uh, it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Joe, Joe, Joe helped put an end to that. Yeah, that's going, it's going really bad. This is bad. Yeah, this is yeah. bad. I mean, I don't even know. Like, it's what? It's twenty twenty four now. The, is it, the Palestine still a thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, we got that nine day gap. A lot can happen. We're we're watching it be fucking eradicated. And every time you say something, they'll be like, oh, they took hostages. And it's like, yeah, I guess you should kill some babies about it then. Yeah, yeah. It's fucking insane insane so yeah like he's really taking kind of a right-wing pivot on immigration and it's just because he fucking gambled on including it in this bill it's also that he's a fucking old republican man yeah like i'm sorry i know that he's on the blue ticket but that man is a fucking uh, a, a right of center republican yes yes he's the architect of that crime bill everybody that doesn't that doesn't come from nowhere. It's it's the 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 classic meme where it's like, you know, it's conservatives and it just shows them fucking, you know, a plane dropping bombs. And then it's like Democrats and it's a plane dropping bombs with rainbow stickers that say love is love. <laughs> like, yeah, uh, it sure is. All right. Really weird story out of Montana. 
to close things out. Get out of town. Yeah. A weird story out of Montana. There was a food poisoning outbreak at Dave's Sushi in Bozeman, Montana. Save 15% at the register when you mention why delts. Okay, real quick. You saying that there was a food poisoning outbreak at a Montana sushi joint called <laughs> Dave's is not surprising. It's probably not even news, if I'm being 100% honest. That is a bold choice. Getting sushi like, in Bozeman, Montana yeah. at a place can I called get the, Dave's. Can I get the trout roll? Like, that's not a thing you get. Can that's, I get the chili cheese hand roll, please? Yeah. <laughs> can I get the, uh, can I get the uh, hot dog katsu, please? <laughs> Dave Sushi. Meanwhile, Dave is probably Japanese as fuck. Yeah, right. Yeah, his real name would get him hate crimed out of Bozeman, Montana. So he goes by Dave. Yeah, exactly. We're sorry, Dave. Sorry, Dave. Maybe. We're also sorry that two people died and another 51 got sick as part of this food poisoning outbreak at Dave's. But what's really interesting is the investigation found that undercooked or raw morel mushrooms were the likely culprit i know you're not a mushroom guy right i'm not i am, I, am. I like them on pizza and things of the like i'm not as crazy of the let's eat a giant mushroom as a sandwich kind of thing but i do like mushrooms in general i like a mushroom and swiss burger but i don't know if i've ever had a morel mushroom uh hard pass I mean, definitely hard pass now because by the way, the owner of Dave's sushi's name is Aaron Parker. <laughs> I don't know what, I don't know what Island is that Honshu or Kyushu. What Island is that native to? Oh, it's Hokkaido. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It. Uh, any pictures of him? Um, all I could find is, uh, pictures of the people who like a guy whose wife died holding up a photo. I was like, Oh, is this the guy? And then no, it's the it's dead <laughs> wife guy. Um, who seems really nice and sad. Yeah, now I really need to know who Dave is. So I guess we can just, if you Google, um, what is it? Aaron uh, Aaron Parker. Maybe we can get what this guy looks like. Oh, yeah. He's he's white as fuck. Classic. Like, like a oh, classic. yeah. Oh, yeah. He's also way younger than I thought he would be. Yeah, yeah. He's like, he seems, he has, he has home ending, like, postscript of a Hallmark movie energy. Where he's like, I'm going back to my hometown of Bozeman to show them what it's like to open a sushi joint and show them what it's like to have, you know, international cuisine. And then that's the end of the movie <laughs> is all the people are going there because they liked it in Bozeman, Montana. And then the the sequel starts with uh, 53 people in the hospital, two of them dying. This is fascinating. I'm scrolling through their whole. There's no one named Dave at all. There's one employee named Cricket Self whose job is the, the Dave of nicknames is master of the universe. The executive sushi chef is not even mentioned until page three. That is Eric B who does appear to be Asian. Eric no B relation. and Rakim. Yeah, I was just going to say no relation apparently to Eric B and Rakim, but uh, yeah, this is a, this is a Montana as fuck employee page for Dave's sushi. That's for sure. I mean, we got to go. I'm, I mean, as long as I'm not eating secret morel mushrooms, we got to go. First, we'll stay in South Dakota, 18 bucks a night. <laughs> the Grand Gateway Hotel. At the Grand Gateway Hotel. And then we'll just mosey on to Montana, which is right next door. So it's probably a 40 hour drive. We're going to get it'll be 40 hours because if we have out of state plates, we're going to get pulled over about six times. Yeah. And they're California plates. 
Yeah, I drove from New York to LA and part of it took us through like Wyoming, Montana-ish area. And we got pulled over twice in the span of like two hours. You want to know the trick that I learned for that? And this is actually a trick my dad taught me. He goes, don't, don't drive a Lincoln Aviator with New York plates. Fair. Uh, my dad had me, uh, I had a cowboy hat that I bought as a bit on my honeymoon. Cause I went to my, my honeymoon in Tennessee. He's like, take that cowboy hat, put it in the back window of your car. He goes, if you get pulled over, just say you couldn't handle living in Massachusetts anymore. And you had to travel South. And I did get pulled over and I said that and they were like, well, welcome. And they just like, let me go. <laughs> it sounds like cops. It, I, it worked. I went all through the South. Like Tennessee, Arkansas, Texas, like yeah. all of it. We should get back to Dave's sushi. For one thing, I'm very hungry. But also, what's cra- we? this isn't meant to shame Dave's sushi. It's meant to shame morel mushrooms. Because this incident led to the FDA releasing its first guidelines on preparing morel mushrooms. And what's crazy is that the way they make it sound is there are things you can do to minimize the risk that eating a morel mushroom might kill you or make you very sick, but there's nothing you can do to like totally eliminate that risk. Like normally there's just food prep stuff you can do and, you know, get your food to this temperature. You'll be fine. This is a quote from the FDA. The toxins in morel mushrooms that may cause illness are not fully understood. However, using proper preparation procedures such as cooking can help to reduce toxin levels. Properly preparing and cooking morel mushrooms can reduce it risk of illness. However, there is no guarantee of safety, even if cooking steps are taken prior to consumption. Safety not guaranteed. Yes. Got it. Which Fun. it seems like maybe we should just not be eating morel mushrooms. Maybe don't eat things that'll kill you. Yeah. A, a spokesperson for Montana's health department said samples taken from Dave's sushi, detected no specific toxin, pathogen, pesticide, or volatile or non-volatile organic compound in the mushrooms. And here's the thing. I'm not putting a ton of morel mushrooms away as it is right now. Like I eat mushrooms, but not morel mushrooms. I think I'm just never eating those again. And you don't have to. Yeah. I think, I think we as a society could just avoid them. And I feel like normally when something like this happens, that's kind of the guidance you get is, hey, stop eating morel mushrooms. That's going to kill you, bro. But no, they're just saying, eh, worth the gamble. Don't want to put Dave's sushi out of business. Yeah, what's Dave going to do? Dave's hot sushi. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there is a place for like a deep fried sushi roll. Mm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like a tempura. tempura oh, yeah. yeah. yeah like a this, tempura roll. This does, against all odds, make me <laughs> very much want sushi. Oh, yeah, yeah. I remember I I went I had sushi like on a Saturday night and then I was going out with somebody like that next Sunday and they were like, hey, do you like sushi? And I really liked the person. So I was like, I sure do. Like, <laughs> I was like, I was not going to be like, I just had sushi last night. I was like, I, I would absolutely like to go with yeah. you for sushi. I will take this mercury poisoning. <laughs> Seems like you want that. So I also want that. <laughs> so, yeah, careful of morel mushrooms. I had one more story about someone finding a crack pipe in their McDonald's bag, but. Uh, you mean a prize in their happy meal? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Where was it? Just tell us now so we know where to get McDonald's. Ohio. It was in Ohio. Okay, yeah. I'm loving yeah, it. I didn't think the crack pipe 
comes back until like January, usually at the Ohio. (laughs) Well, they got to be back in season. Right, right. And the prices have to be right. And I went to get a McRib the other day and they were out and I was wounded. Yeah, I think they're gone again now. (sighs) All right. Two McDoubles, extra pickles, extra onions. It was great, but just not the same. Yeah, I ate my fair share McRibs. Last time they were back, I was having those stomach issues. Yeah, not this time. I still ate one. I still got one down, but this time I got a lot of McRibs. Yeah. How many bed. did you get in? I think six, which that's not a bad one. I think I got four. Yeah. I think I got four in. I got two with you. I watched you eat two. Yeah. And then I got two when I was back home. I would have had more, but they were out. That's well, the real local news. That Fuck, is. McRib is gone. See you in December. Yeah. McRib and Dr. Pepper. Although I will say the last time I got it, McRib and Dr. Pepper, they gave me a Diet Coke really fucked up the meal oh yeah diet coke is one of the worst sodas not only is it one of the worst sodas but it's also like it does not enhance the flavor of the mcrib no no whereas the dr pepper perfect yeah i like that mcdonald's has a diet dr pepper for me i appreciate that loving it i am loving it all right well i think that's our episode happy new year everybody except jeff what do we have to plug before we get out of here. Like I said, adamtodbrown.substack.com. Trying to be more active there. Uh, go give me money. Because also, I write stuff, and then after a while, it goes behind a paywall. So all them archives, ooh, them sweet, sweet archives. Mm, give me five bucks. Go read them all in a night. Cancel on my ass for a few months. I don't give a shit. Fuck you. Also, thank you for your support. Jeff, what do you got to plug? Jeff has cool friends. No, you Tell don't. Jeff, watch Batman. Nerd, yeah. yes. you don't even like sports. Huh? I must break you. Mint on card. Figure it out. Fucking figure it out. Follow Jeff on X, formerly known as Twitter. You get all the information there. I'm not going to do like a 20-minute plug. I'm going to start the new year with some self-respect, and I'm not going to beg you to fucking like, subscribe, and comment and shit. Just fucking listen to my shit. Listen. Come on. Just fucking, fucking do it. Ugh. All right. Let's get the fuck out of here. Jeff. Say goodbye. You get the 2024 rookie card, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. We love you. Jam in New Year.